Don't struggle, don't joke, don't call, don't work, don't wish, don't fish, don't teach, don't reach. Welcome to Translating Everything. It's May 15th, 2023. Today we answer, can the most common test for narcissism help fight bigotry? Life coach Richard Grannon's insights on how to see through the fog and fight back. It's easy to identify a bigot when they insult you to your face, but how do you see through the fog created by a person trained to turn your own ideas against you? The comments section is just fueling their addiction. Writing for McLean's Top of the Southeast said, To be clear, Jordan Peterson is not a neo-Nazi, but there's a reason he's as popular as he is on the alt-right. You'll never hear him use the phrase, We must secure a future for our white children. What you will hear him say is that while there does appear to be a causal relationship between empowering women and economic growth, we have to consider whether this is good for society because the birth rate is plummeting. End quote. How do you see through the fog of these self-proclaimed centrists who have no intention of empathizing with anything that isn't an extension of themselves? How do you stay present when that person is using the guise of rational discourse to undermine your very right to breathe? How do you debate a person who defies you to prove they aren't your strongest supporter, all while using you as fuel to feed their addiction? In his video, The Most Common Test for Narcissism, Richard Grannon, a CPTSD and narcissism expert, offers these life-saving tips to help us discern potential allies from eternal enemies. Remember, at all times, that what you are dealing with is a performance to elicit a response from you. Take one person, take what I just said, put them together. Think of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten examples where they behaved in a certain way that elicited a response from you that caused you to serve them, that caused you to give your stuff, your time, your attention, your money, your things, your emotion, your sex to them in a way that you wouldn't have done if they hadn't asked you. They implied it. They made faces. They sighed or oh, they did weird stuff with their metacommunication, their body language to get you to do what they wanted you to do, which is to serve them in some way. Does that ring bells for you? It rings bells for me. Not all narcissists are overt narcissists, just as not all racism is overt. It's easy to identify people with racist positions when they don't use dog whistles. But of course, most people won't be as obvious as Lee Atwater was in his infamous 1981 interview on the Southern Strategy. My generation, he insisted, will be the first generation of Southerners that won't be prejudiced. End quote. Not because those Southerners saw anything wrong with their racism, but because they'd gotten so fed up with being called out on their racism that their desperation fueled innovation. They needed a deceptive way to discuss their most divisive ideas. Lee Atwater, who I cannot help but imagine as Yosemite Sam, came up with the Southern strategy. Advocating conservatives adopt the same philosophy and language still in use today by self-labeled centrists and moderates like Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro. The strategy, as reported by The Nation, focuses dialogue and debate instead on quote, now mainstream tropes of fiscal conservatism and national defense. Let's take a brief listen to their recording of Lee Atwater describing the Southern strategy himself. Oh, I'm the toughest hombre that ever lived. 
here's how I would approach that issue as a, as a, as a statistician or a political scientist. No, as a psychologist, which I'm not, is, is how abstract you handle the race now. You're getting so abstract now, you're talking about cutting taxes and all of these things you're talking about are totally economic things, and the byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than white. And subconsciously, maybe that is part of it. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that if it is getting that abstract and that coded, uh, that, that we're, we're doing away with the racial problem one way or the other. Uh, you follow me? Because obviously sitting around saying uh, we want to cut taxes, we want to cut this, and we want is much more abstract than, than even the busing thing. I'm the toughest hombre that ever lived out west, although I'm only two feet. Man, what do you even say to that? As shown by the ever-increasing popularity of Fox News and transphobic dynamic duos like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson, the coded language used to discuss these inherently patriarchal, misogynistic, racist concepts has only grown more sophisticated. Tabitha Southey noted in her article from Cleans that while people like Jordan Peterson don't argue for a quote-unquote white ethno-state, the targets and victims of their arguments are no coincidence. Their strategy is simply the Southern strategy, given far more elegant clothing. And when has giving in to the Southern strategy ever worked? Richard Grannon, in an interview by Zach Obrock for Authority Magazine, said, We believe that if we give ourselves away, the predator will leave us alone. If it works, and the abusive parent, teacher, or priest does leave us alone when we acquiesce. We are essentially trained to believe that this response is effective and the best way to handle life. But the predators still come. We're still in distress. So what do we do? We become tiny, invisible, and we hide in a crack in the back of the cave. It's the only thing that works, end quote. While we can't strip these centrists of their disguises as easily as they hope to strip queer people of our rights, with the help of these insights from Richard Brennan, we can at least identify the people who would never be within our reach. 